buddy. Hello there. Haven't talked to you in forever. Gosh, I feel like it's Nothing. been like 30, 40 seconds. Something <laughs> around that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you, what are you sipping on today? What, what's, what, what's, you know what? I, well, we always, I go with my regular man. I, I, I ventured out. I tried some other things. Pellegrino is to me the best and just like, it's the crispest. Well, I, well, let me go back. I will, I will say if you let it sit, if you let it sit for too long, it gets warm, warm Pellegrino is the worst. It's on up there with like Perrier. Even if it's, but Topo Chico, I will Topo say Chico Topo, is really bad warm. But I will say Topo Chico keeps its carbonation longer. I, yeah. I have noticed that. I think it's part of the, it's, I think it's got to do something with the glass bottle too. Glass bottle. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, when you have a Coke, it always tastes better. Um, it always tastes better in a glass bottle than in a can or even like a plastic bottle every time. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Fight me on that. I won't because I think it's got something to do with the mix too. Because you know, when you have it at the restaurant, it's a mix of the it's a mix of the packaged syrup and the carbonation stuff going through the lines. So it's really that's why it's always different everywhere you go too. Yeah. Anyway, I know we yeah, don't this like isn't that. a show about about drinks and stuff. So um oh, sorry about anyway. the phone call, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that's my bad. I'm muting my phone now. Um, but, professionals um, silence their phone before we go live. Just, just to let you know, <laughs> professionals do that beforehand. Oh, is that what we do? Yeah, yeah. Shoot, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I had the Bluetooth connected to my my computer and my um, phone still, so it was calling on both. <laughs> anyway, so you're drinking Pelly in your belly. I have a new flavor this week of Lacroix. It's hibiscus. Um, a flower. It's interesting. It tastes yeah, like a, I would say so. It tastes like an interesting mix between um, spicy Garbage. water and cough medicine, but it's not Sp- so bad. Is- Hold up, back <laughs> up. Uh, we're gonna, guys. We promise we're gonna get into things, but first, I have to ask, what is the heck is spicy water? What do you mean spicy that, that's water? What, like it's got like that's what we like, call that's what we call Lacroix. That's what we call Lacroix with the kids. Um, that's true. We like do the same thing. Spicy water. Yeah, it's I guess I can't. Fun. I can't argue. Yeah, a little bit of kick to it. Yeah. Anyway, so um, all that's co- week that's code. Week. That's code for you're not going to like it. <laughs> exactly. That's what that is. Uh, it's it's good. It's good to sip though. Uh, it's a nice alternative to soft drinks. But um, so let's get down to the business here. So this week on Winject, um, we've all been talking. Um, all the hosts have been talking about imposter syndrome, right? And uh, so it's now it's our turn to weigh in on that topic. Uh, but before we do, uh, make sure you follow those links at the bottom to talk to us. Follow us at Winject Studios, at Jason Marlowe for me, at Zach Tatum to talk to that guy over there. Um, you can join hey. us on, online at winject.com or you can text the community at, what is it, Zach? 843. Hey, you made a song out of it. Do it again. Yeah. Eight four three. It reminds me of Stick Stickly. <laughs> Do you remember Stick Stickly? Yeah. Is that uh, is that an SNL thing? No, that's a Nickelodeon thing. Eight four three three nine six two one zero four. That is the number yeah. you have to remember. Uh, it's pretty simple. 
to join yeah. this community. And and actually, as let me get it. And then we get as we get into this, I think that um, I think I think it'll look. I think the community that what we're building here at Winjet is going to make a whole lot more sense when we talk about imposter syndrome. Say that again. It broke up. Oh, it broke up. Oh, I was saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was saying that the the uh, the Winjet community is going to make a whole lot more sense as we kind of get further into the. Oh look. Hey, we have a visitor. Look at that. There's my daughter. Oh, I can't hear you. There you go. Hey, Lucy. Hello, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Say bye. bye. <laughs> this show is recorded live from our homes. <laughs> but at least it wasn't like the where your wife's like crawling in in the background to pull the cocktail out. Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit better. Anyway, so sorry. Go ahead. What were we saying? Oh, I was just saying, joining the Winjet community when we talk about the imposter syndrome is going to make a whole lot more sense as we go through today's um, uh, talking about imposter syndrome. So uh, it's going to yeah. make a lot more sense. Yeah, you know, uh, our community is largely made up of um, artists, artists, and people who are. Um, people who are creative, uh, people, a lot of people who are perfectionists. And unfortunately, a lot of these people who fall into this category all suffer from what's known as imposter syndrome, uh, which I guess, you know, we could, we could each try and take our turns, like defining what it is. But for me, imposter syndrome is simply the idea that, uh, that gets into the back of your head as soon as you start to see some success and just kind of just like niggles back there and just like bores its way in and goes, are you good enough for this? Like you're in, you're about to interview X, Y, Z guest. Um, should you do that? Like, like, are you qualified to do that? Like, you know, it's, it really just bugs in the back of your head. It's like, it, it makes you start to actually question any kind of success that you've had. And that's what, and for me, that's what it is. And it's a very real thing that I've dealt with, you know, a lot. Yeah. I think getting, you get into this comparison trap. Mm -hmm. uh, I yeah, felt that way. I've looked at other people's success and going, oh man, I can never be like them. I can never be as gifted or as talented as where they're at. Uh, so why try? You know what I mean? Like you get yeah. to that point where you're just like, why try? Um, and honestly, that's kind of how it felt for me and you, like telling our story just a little bit. Yeah. We can kind of give like the origin story, but I mean, we've already kind of told that, but when we first started, I mean, there were several times where we looked at each other and we're like, are we just going to freelance forever? Is it, I mean, is this it? Is this, I mean, this is what yeah. we're going to do. We're just going to, we created this just to freelance on the side and have no spare time at all. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to sit back and, and do it that way. We did um, this because we didn't want to, we didn't want to not work. We just wanted to work twenty four seven. You know, it was funny we when uh, yeah. the way I always described the way I always described working for Market House before we went full time was we have our nine to five and then we have our five to nine because I felt like we were always working. Um, and you know, even early early on when we started to see success, um, I think you'll attest to this. Like, it didn't feel like we were like, like, are we like? Did, what, did we earn this? Like, you know, and, and then even after years of that, it's like, did we earn this? Like, 
like we're about to go do xyz or you know we went up on stage at some event or whatever it is and it's like is this are we are we allowed to do this like are we allowed to be this successful you know and so um i i, I just i hate imposter syndrome i mean i just had a conversation with a, a another buddy of mine the other day about it so um you know it's um it's something that affects us all um you know, I said before, you know, it affects creatives a lot, but creatives, non-creatives, I think it really affects the perfectionist type of personality who just really wants to strive for greatness, but doesn't really understand what greatness looks like and like allows them to hit that. Well, let's, you know? let's be real. It's not, yeah, let's be real. It's not just for, uh, people, uh, people who are, are business owners or creatives, mm -hmm. like you just said. I mean, let's let's be real. It, it hits stay-at-home moms. It hits people who are trying to get fit. Uh, there's this whole mindset of when you get the gear on, you lace up your shoes, and you go to the gym, and you're sitting there looking at somebody going, "I, I don't. I mean, they're the fittest person I know. Am I really? Yeah. It sounds like I'm faking it here. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I think it affects everybody i don't think it just i don't think it's we're not just talking to podcasters or um let's see like i don't know like uh i mean we're talking to everybody small business owners talking to everybody right. um so it affects not just uh uh just business owners or podcasters we're talking about the spectrum is huge um that we can be yeah. uh, speaking to exactly so and I think it's, I think it's important. I think that's an important thing to note is that it does affect it, it. It's something that affects a lot of people. And I think it's, you know, people struggle, um, you know, especially when you're like a freelancer or you're a solopreneur, you know, it is only you and you have really nobody to check yourself. And, um, you're just out there just like hustling like crazy to try and make it. Uh, it's hard to understand for one, when you've made it. Um, it's hard to really understand what that looks like. And when you do see success, um, it's hard for a lot of people to go, um, oh, I have made it. Um, and, um, you know, I'm allowed to feel what the success feels like. I'm allowed to feel good about it. Um, and I'm allowed to take a breather. And I think that one thing that would really help a lot of people, uh, who feel this way, um, you know, especially when, like I said, when you're like a solopreneur, when you don't have somebody else to like talk through things with, uh, especially at a business level, I think it's really important, uh, for you to set a goal and to set several goals in business, you know, beyond, you know, like your business and like monetary goals, but, uh, you know, waypoints along the path to success that go, Hey, when you hit this, you've made it. So like, if you're a podcaster, like, Hey, I've hit, you know, 500 weekly listeners that's a milestone for me i'm allowed to feel successful now you know so um you know i, I think it's just uh, i think it's just really important for you to set some goals and then i think that you can use those as like you know goal posts and where you can kind of set your sites to go um okay i've made it at this point or you know i've uh, sold this many courses i have um uh, I've sold this many courses. I've done this many things. I've got this many listeners. I've done X, Y, and Z. I I'm successful now. You know, like whatever you want to start out at the beginning. 
um, before you, you know, have a realization of what success is, you know, I think that's super, I think that's super important to kind of set those goals along the way. Uh, yeah, but I, think, but I think that you wanted to start out, sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but I was talking about goals, but uh, I think you wanted to kind of talk about our story and uh, I think we can relate yeah. this whole thing to that. Well, we started talking about that just a second ago. It's just like we, we did feel that we felt this way for a long time when we started this company nine years ago. And I remember when we hit the five, five year mark or six year mark. And I was like, I texted Jason and said, well, uh, happy five year or six year anniversary of Market House, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, great. And I'm like, wow, you sound pumped. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I don't want to do this another five years. I don't want to be doing what like this on the side for five years we're not we're are we even going anywhere with this um, side hustles are time, exhausting like, side hustles are well, I mean, so exhausting to be completely transparent i mean i i honestly at that moment was I got kind of deflated when i read that i was like well i was happy those five years um not anymore uh but i got where jason's coming from because it's one of those things where are we doing anything with it and then I, I has I have so many friends who have their own businesses, um, even before we started ours and uh, seeing their success and seeing how fast they've grown their company. And then when we were at five years, they were like leaps and bounds, like way ahead of us five years in, into their mm -hmm. own business. And I'm like, well, how come I'm not there? Am I am I really yeah. doing this? Is this a real thing? And there was. Um, there was like a turning point for us, right? We were comparing ourselves to others. At least I was, I don't know about you, Jason, but I know for myself, I compare myself to others. Uh, and then it gets in your head and then you start to say, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Do I even fit in? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, mm -hmm. and there was a turning, there was a real turning point. Excuse me, that Pellegrino pit. Um, there was a turning point for us at that point. Um, and, and that came when we made the decision. We just, we said, you know what? We can talk about this forever. Oh, wait, there's uh, Marianne says sometimes uh, because of childhood trauma, we think we don't deserve the things we start achieving in life. It takes a lot of work. That's what happened to me. I, I think that's a really, really good point, Marianne. I think I know for myself, I, I had a lot of self-doubt and lacked confidence because I was always striving for things to impress my parents. And I don't want to get into everybody's drama with their their family or anything like that but there was like a there was a time where i i i didn't have the confidence i didn't feel like when this when i talk about this turning point here in a second this is it there was a lot more that came about like this turning point this confidence that had to take place and happen in order for me this turning point to happen and that was when we both decided are we going to keep are we going to keep talking about this or are we actually going to do it are we going to yeah. keep talking about it? We're just going to do it. And um, Jason, you made the leap first. I thought I was going to be the first one to make the leap, to be honest with you. I thought that. Uh, for years, for years, we always said that you were going to be the first. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, but when you made that, when you made that leap, we were, we were going to go slow. We were going to take it real slow. And then an opportunity happened. And when you have the opportunity that happens and you, you, you have to run with it and yeah. we jumped on it. And then it became even more real once we did both decide to go in this full time. We hired our first mm -hmm. employee. Shout out to Bree. Um, hopefully, hopefully she's listening. Um, but yeah, it, it was when we working. hired Bree. Hopefully she's not <laughs> listening. Go back to work, Bree. 
<laughs> she can be working and listening at the same time. I do it all the time. Um, but yeah, so it didn't even be, it came even more real when that happened. And now we're talking about adding at least another one or two people to the team. Like that's, that's another thing that's, that that's around the corner for us. And now it feels real. And I can look back at those long nights and those long weekends and say it, what I was, I, I shouldn't have compared myself. I shouldn't, shouldn't have compared my company to their company. We're on a different trajectory. We're on a different path. Um, yeah. So, so you're saying, you're saying for you, you felt the imposter syndrome until, uh, we were full time. That's kind of what you're saying. For me, it felt, it felt that way. Um, mm -hmm. guys also really quick, make sure you're commenting. We have, we've got a couple people commenting already. This is great. So you guys keep posting us in join the community 843-396-2104. We're going to go through some other stuff here that I think would be very beneficial at, for you to join this community we're building here at Winject once we kind of get through some of our points here that I want to hit here in a few minutes. But this community is amazing. You're going to get a lot of benefits out of this joining this community, not only as listeners, but also as podcast creators where it can feel kind of lonely. Um, yeah. Also, you know, um, shout out to Marianne. Uh, I guess uh, you're the first time I've seen you comment on our show. Uh, so yeah. uh, thank you for joining. Uh, I know there's some other listeners right now I can see on Facebook and uh, YouTube that are listening. So um, feel free to comment in with your story. Have you felt imposter syndrome? And uh, what did you do to, um, you know, get over it? Or are you still going through it, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think for Zach, your uh, you, you know, just to reiterate, you said your kind of tipping point into not feeling like that, uh, in, that imposter syndrome was when we, when we moved into full time. Um, I would say for me, it was probably about the same, but it's, it's something that, um, it's something that I've dealt with, not just in this business, but in my freelance, um, uh, in my, um, art and illustration business as well that I do, uh, alongside of this venture. And, um, you know, it's weird, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, when you start to see, uh, when you start to see success, um, especially after years and years of looking for success, uh, when you finally see it, uh, it's hard to just kind of let it, let that soak in. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking to an artist buddy of mine this morning. I'm not sure if he's listening, but, um, uh, I was talking to Paul and uh hey, he was Paul saying he said he missed 10 minutes already oh hey and also got uh marianne coming again thanks for joining oh, yeah. uh mary we're excited for you to be here um yeah thanks cool. also we're, we're hopefully give you some more things you can benefit from all right go back paul yeah, yeah um you know paul can maybe you can comment in and, and expand on this but i think from what you were saying is um you know he's he's had a lot of success as an artist for a lot longer than i have and um you know i think he and some of the other guys are gearing up to do in-person shows again so starting to do like festivals and trade shows and conferences and things like that and um you know one of the things that one of the things that the artist artist community deals with a lot and paul was saying that he deals with is that he he has a really hard time taking compliments um mm -hmm. and people complimenting his work and uh, I think that is also, uh, you know, something that is relative to imposter syndrome. You know, 
if you if you are good at something and somebody calls you out on being good at it, it's sometimes hard to take that uh, elbow cough. Yeah, okay. So Paul is listening right now. Um, so uh, so yeah, you know when you are complimented, it's sometimes it's really hard to take that compliment. Um, not just because you don't like taking compliments, because maybe there's something deeper at work that is making you go. Am I really deserving of this person complimenting my work? Was it really that good? Because I really could have redone that. If I had had five more hours, I could have gone back and I could have fixed X, Y, and Z things, and I could have made it. I could have made it perfect. And uh, which I think kind of cycles back to that thing I was saying earlier. It's just it's about perfectionism. So um, you know, it's uh, uh, <laughs> I, it's something that affects it's something that affects everybody, even if we don't. Um, realize it as being, you know, this greater symptom called imposter syndrome. So and don't, and don't um, try to go and look up WebMD because it's not going to come up. At least I don't think. <laughs> I may try, but it sounds like you have some. It's, no, it's no, busy. it's not. It's not anything that's like that's like understood by the medical community. It's just like it's just a thing. It's like a phenomenon, you know. Yeah. So, um, so, but you know, I think have, you and I get together. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say that you and I got together and we kind of came up with a couple of ways to kind of overcome this. I hinted at one earlier, which is to, you know, to set goals, uh, to set goalposts, to kind of know when you're in it, when you're in success and when it's okay to go, to have that realization, to be very self-aware, to go, I'm in success right now. I can enjoy it. I'm not an imposter anymore, you know, but beyond that, um, what we're, you know, let's just, let's just drop some bombs on people. So I think, uh, one of the biggest things is believing in yourself because mm-hmm. people more importantly, believing in yourself, but more importantly, take yourself seriously and then others will begin to take yourself, take you seriously. So mm-hmm. if you, for example, a good example of this, everybody's been working from home. Um, and it's really easy to not get up in the morning and put like get dressed for the day. Cause you're like, I'm not going to be on any video calls. I'm just going to be sitting in my PJs all day at work. Now, mm-hmm. take it seriously. Get up, get dressed, do a routine that you would as if you were going out, that you're actually going to mm-hmm. get up and go out. Um, now, that that, that particular um, scenario applies to if, you, if you're running your own business. But um, I think if you take yourself seriously, serious in this, uh, whatever venture you're in, whether it's podcasting, whether it's being a stay-at-home mom, whether it's um, in your career, in your business, uh, with like it, with a company, um, whatever it looks like for you, mm-hmm. take yourself serious. And when you begin to do that, there's a shift. I remember uh, working for a company where there wasn't really a dress code. Um, it was you could wear jeans and a t-shirt if you wanted to, shorts and a t-shirt. Uh, there wasn't really any uh, particular dress code, but I did notice something that the people who leveled up their their dress the way they were dressing uh got a different response from people they got a different attitude from people when they spoke up people started to listen um and i it may have been that they just had really important things to say but i also think it had something to do at least partially with the way that they were dressed they had some authority and i remember uh speaking to the ceo at the time who was younger um, than a lot of people in the, in the company. And he wore a suit every day. He didn't have to, but he wore a suit every single day. And I remember having a conversation with him and saying, you don't have to wear a suit every day, but why, why do you? Just 
out of curiosity, why do you wear a suit every day? And he said, uh, and this really stuck with me, he said, I wanted people to take me for seriously. And I felt the only way that I, and I know I'm younger than most people in, in this company, and I'm over a lot of people who are older than me in this company. And the only way that I can get them to take me seriously is if I dress like I take myself seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of stuck with me. And I think if you're having this imposter syndrome, believe in yourself, take yourself seriously, and others will begin to see that as well. And if you start acting like that and, and implementing this, there's a mind shift that happens and the imposter syndrome kind of goes down because you're like, I do fit in here. I do have qualities. I do have skills that are worth um, being respected for. And so, um, yeah, I think that's a really big one um, is to believe in yourself and take yourself seriously. Yeah. And you know, the, the clothing thing is very, it's very interesting because um, you know, I have uh, had different jobs over the years. Um, More often than not, I've had the title of like marketing director and stuff like that. Um, And I I struggled with, with similar things like with dress, you know, like do I, do I dress like an executive or do I dress like business casual? So I'm like everybody else. Um, So it's, it's like, it's, it's this inner turmoil because for me, I like, I prefer to be casual. I like the way I look when I dress up and I feel better about myself when I dress up, but I'm not, I don't feel like that's my um, skin. If that, if you know what I mean? Like to me, dressing up feels a bit like an imposter, but it's Mm. all that to say, it's like, if I did it more often, would that make me become that person? You know what I mean? Like, would I be that person that I'm trying to form myself into? It's kind of like um, uh, when I got my first, like, corporate job, and it was just like a – what was this? Um, website content and social media manager. Um, I definitely did not need a suit for that position. But you best believe that when I was going in for all of the different interviews – I think I went in for three different interviews um, – uh, I wore – a suit. I wore a really nice suit and tie to every single interview. Uh, And the people I was interviewing with were not wearing suits and ties. And, uh, but I think that, (laughs) yeah, Uh, it's because it's very classy. Um, But I think, I think that the point they're trying to make is that like, you know, if you project that, if you project that image of yourself, uh, you will one day be that person that you're trying to project um so i just uh, that's a really that's a really heavy point that you just made i just wanted to reiterate that i felt that um and i still feel what's the old saying where it says uh dress don't dress for where you are dress where you want to go or dress for you where you yeah dress dress for the job you want not the job you have that's it yeah and i think yeah i think that's a that's exactly what this ceo um told me and i thought that was just Mm -hmm. i mean it's a simple thing but it made a whole lot of sense um and i'll tell you he people respected him uh Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if some people were half his age um or he was half people's age uh that he's overseeing it didn't matter people respected him yeah um can you put carolyn can you put that comment that just came out i think marianne just put put another comment uh, it's what you do when you know one is watching that really counts. Having a morning routine truly helps a lot. Oh gosh, it, it really does. And I think 
um, getting that's another thing you can absolutely start implementing to help combat this imposter syndrome is to get into some sort of routine, um, whatever it looks like that will help you to feel like I do belong here. I do have um, a space in this arena. Um, so another thing I think I would say is uh, know that all of this is a process. That's something that I went through, that this is all a process. It may take people longer to get to the end result that they're looking for um, or to what they deem as successful. But I kind of think of like um, when you go to the gym. It doesn't matter when you go to the gym. There's always somebody in there that uh, is more fit than you are. And it's easy for you to take a look at that person and go, what am I doing? What am I doing here right now? Uh, I'll never forget uh, a buddy of mine uh, was uh, good. He stepped into the gym and as soon as he stepped in, Shaq was there on the bench press and was like lifting these insane weights. And he's like, I, I'm not even worthy to be in here right now. Like did, look at, I mean, it's Shaq, you can lift a car, you know, like, um, but I, I think that, I don't know. I mean, look at him. He looks like he probably could. Um, yeah. If you watch some, if you watch some of the video footage of when him when he was playing as a uh, girl when we were kids, he dominated. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, the yeah. point I'm making is that that even the fittest person in the gym had to go through a process to get to that fitness mm. level that they're at. They didn't just wake up one morning and it happened. It was something that they went to the gym diligently over and over and over again wearing not having their most proper gear at all but over time they got fit because they took dedication and realized this is a process and not just a um thing that happens overnight and i think that whatever venture in whether it's podcasting whether you're um uh, a business owner or you stay at home mom whatever it is it looks for you right now where you feel like you're an imposter in that arena just know there's a process and you got to trust that process and go through that process. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. He may have been, Paul. He may have been seven feet. When, it sounds like my son. He's about that height right now. And he's two. Um, so the point is, is there is a process that you're going to have to go through. Trust that process. Know that there is one. And you keep, keep pushing through that process. Because you can't get to the other side unless you get through some you have to start somewhere uh just like jason and i when we started like there was a process that we had to go through and it felt like uh when i was looking at other when i started doing getting myself caught in a comparison trap uh the only thing i think of was looking at them and saying how come i'm not there and instead of looking at that this leads me to the next thing you can do uh what can i do to get myself there faster what are they doing that i'm not doing what I should do is get around people who are where I want to be. And that's what, yeah. that's what I feel like helped me a lot. I got around more people who owned their own business, were successful, asked questions, talked to them on a regular basis. And then at that point, you start to think like them, start to process things like them, start picking up books that they're reading that made them successful and get to where they wanted to be. So kind of finding mm -hmm. like this mentor, I guess you could say, in that space. But then I think you could go beyond. I'm, I know I'm talking a lot. I'll give you a, a minute here in a second. But 
I think you can even go beyond that, that finding people who are in the same place you are and linking arms together and saying, listen, you, you guys know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. However, I will add, just make sure you don't get stuck in that bubble of just people who are where you're at. Because I've, I've found that people who are stuck in stuck together, they're never going to grow together, right? So I think right. finding those people who are where you want to be figuring out the best way you can interact with them, whether it's a phone call, whether that's through social media, whether that's through email, whatever it looks like that you can create and establish a relationship with somebody who is where you want to be and ask if, see if you can ask questions, mentor them, shadow them, whatever it looks like for you. I think as soon as you get around people like that, you'll start to begin to see, I do have a place in this and I can, I can, uh, I can grow and I can achieve what I'm trying to achieve. I'm not a fish out of water. Yeah. You know, I think it's, um, you know, for us, one of the, one of the big boosts we had to kind of, you know, in the, in in the arm for confidence, uh, as, as entrepreneurs and business owners was, uh, when we started to, uh, you know, be in the conference circuit a little bit more, you know, we started going to conferences and started to, uh, you know, make relationships with the people who speak there. Um, because that's something that we've always been a little passionate about that we want to do one day is, uh, do more, uh, live engagements. But, um, you know, when we started to interact with those people who were in the place that we wanted to be, uh, I feel like that was, that was super helpful for us, not only as business owners, but person, you know, personal levels too, because we were like, these people are just like us. Um, these people have gone through the same things as us. These people are going through the same things as us and we can do that, you know, like, or I can do that better than XYZ person or XYZ company. But, um, you know, I think that's, um, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's really big. That's a really big point to make is that, you know, it's, uh, it's important to, it's important to be around the people who think the way that you want to be. Yeah. Um, and I think we have one last one that we want to wrap up with. And then I've got another comment I want to make at the end, but I'll let you, I'll yeah, let you dive back. I have, two, I have two other things that I want to kind of hit on. And, and this, this last one, um, the last one I would say is just keep going. It's yeah. going to get hard. Um, that's when you bear down and you knuckle down and you, you keep pushing. You challenge yourself. As soon as you challenge mm-hmm. yourself, it makes you stronger. And then you start to add new skills, right? So when it feels like it's really tough and this is what you want to do, it's your passion, it's what drives you, keep Mm -hmm. going. Don't stop. Keep going. Figure out why you're hung up where you're at. Figure out how to untangle that snare that you're in and just keep going. Um, You're in the space and you you have a passion for it for a reason. So keep going for it. And so this might be the popular opinion um, but what happens if you aren't getting anywhere, right? And there is a well, hold on about, a second. Okay. Hold on a second. Let's 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 go back a second. So, um, you know, keep going. So, where is that ceiling? So, when I when I think about this, I think about I think about super successful people who are, you know, still striving forward and still still deal with imposter syndrome. 
you know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's imposter syndrome at at all levels. Uh, You know, you mentioned the CEO that you were talking to in the past. Um, I saw a documentary months ago with, uh, I don't know if you know, Miyazaki, he's the, uh, the Japanese um, animator, artist, director. He did like Totoro and Spirited Away. But they, there's this really good documentary where these guys followed him, uh, where this guy followed him around and, and documented his life. And I, I don't have the exact quote, but it was something to the effect that uh, Maizaki says, every day I feel it, the weight of you know my own uh, insufficiencies, uh, for lack of a better term. Like this amazing director who's who's has essentially like a cult following because he's so amazing and he's inspired so many uh directors and animators and artists and he's sitting here drawing these amazing um storyboards and 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 pieces for this movie he's working on and he's like i'm just not i'm not good enough and it's like he's seen amazing success throughout his life and um and he still doesn't feel like he's good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it makes me think, you know, okay, people like, um, you know, uh, Bill Gates or uh, Elon Musk, like yeah. is, is imposter syndrome the thing that fuels them to be um, as, as, as successful as they have been? Like, do they reach this super high level of success and still look out on the plane and go, that guy did it better 20 years ago. Like I, I yeah, I did all of these things and I have, I've, I've done all, I've, I've accomplished all of these things, but am I good enough? And then maybe that's a thing that keep, continues to fuel. So, so for me, I look at it and I like, okay, well, you know, some people get are crippled by imposter syndrome, whereas others might be fueled by it. Others might be fueled by the fact that they don't think that they're good enough. Um, you know, is that healthy? I don't know. I don't think so. But um, I, I just I can't help but take a look at truly successful people and just one can't help but wonder, um, you know, are are they fueled by the thing that cripples others? You know, so I it's mean, like you take the syndrome. It's either that or they just feel like they um, they feel figured out a way to deal with it. Um, and process through it. And maybe these are some of the things that they do. I don't know. There's all kinds of strategies. Um, If you guys have any strategies that we haven't mentioned or have felt this way before and you've dealt with them, um, give us what your your take is. If you're listening to this, um, Marianne says, that's an interesting twist on how to view an imposter syndrome to see it like people that will help you get, get where you want want to be and not fear uh, that will paralyze you. Right. And I think that, yes, use it as fuel. I think you just got to be careful. I think that I think the biggest thing we have to be mindful of is not trying to compare ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. That's when it starts. That's when it starts to hit. Um, Yes. Find inspiration from others. Yes. Be connected to others. Yes. um, Be in awe of what people have achieved but don't compare yourself to them because you're you're a unique person as well they have a certain set of skills that they're utilizing you have a certain set of skills that you're utilizing um and you can be good at at those things and you have a space in that arena just along with some of these other people just don't 
work on striving to not compare yourself to others. That's a really big thing for me um, that I have to constantly do. Like there's times where I get down and depressed about, okay, even, even now where we're, yeah, we're not like Google or anything like that where it's this massive success, but I feel successful in what we've achieved. I feel happy with what we've accomplished. Could I sit down and find somebody else that's doing doing it better than us? Absolutely. Could you find somebody that's doing something that you're doing better than you? Absolutely. Um, so I think that you you can't compare yourself to yourself to others. It's going to drive you bonkers. And I think that part of this um, phenomenon, like you mentioned, Jason, of being an imposter syndrome is um, constantly comparing yourself to what somebody else is doing, what their achievements are. Um, now I want to kind of talk about the flip side for a second, unless you have something to add to that, Jason, before we wrap up, we'll yeah. do this really quick. Um, so on the flip side of that is if you're getting to this imposter syndrome and it just feels like it's just not going anywhere and you just feel like you're just dead in the water and it's crippling, maybe take a step, take a step back, assess, uh, decide if the thing that you're trying to achieve is what you love. That might be part of your problem. It might not be an imposter syndrome. It might be that you are in it and you want it to be successful and you want it to be a certain way and it's just not getting there. Maybe it's because you don't love it and that's okay. Take a step back. If it's not your passion, don't do it. Find what you're passionate about and do that uh, and do everything you can to make that happen and use that as your, and everything that you learned from this, I'm going to call it a failure. It's not really a failure. It's a learning experience, but whatever, use that as fuel, uh, for your next adventure, whatever you're going to do next. What did you learn from that before? How can you get yourself out of this imposter syndrome that will give you the fuel to see yourself get where you want to be? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just wanted to add that at the end, just because I think that there are so many people uh, that, I mean, I've started, um, I try to do partnerships with two other people and it just never worked out. Um, and I could have just said, that's it. I've tried working for myself. I've tried doing it. and didn't work. Uh, I'm just going to give up. I didn't do that. I took what I learned from those experiences and said, what, what do I need to do better? Um, how can I get better at this and know that this is my passion? Some of those things I was going to do was not my passion. I thought it was. It just wasn't. What I do now is what I like doing. I like getting up in the morning. I I'm excited to get in my office, sit at my computer and get going for the day because I love what I do. And I think that Jason could probably say the same thing. So if you are passionate about it, keep yourself just to kind of recap, believe in yourself, take yourself seriously. People will take you seriously. Know that there's a process. Don't compare yourself, but get around people who don't compare yourself to other people and get around people who are where you're wanting to go, what, where you're wanting to be, Get around those people, form a community around people who are in your shoes, who can relate and do it together. Find people that you can um, strive to be and don't compare yourself to that mentor, but just use them as a resource, as a tool to gain some knowledge and to gain mm -hmm. some skills that will help you get to where you want to be. 
Right. And then the biggest one that I want to leave you guys with is the one that I mentioned early on was setting goals for yourself so that um, you can, you have, first of all, you have to be super self-aware. Um, you need to be self-aware of, you know, of where you are in the business, of who you are and where you want to be, where you want to go, where you want to take the direction of whatever venture that you're doing. Uh, and you want to set those goals very clear ahead of you. Um, so that you go, so that you know when you're in a success moment. Um, because until you can see yourself in that success moment, um, you're always going to feel like you don't belong there um, sure. or you haven't earned it. So yeah. um, I think it, it's, it's important to be very self-aware and to, and to know yourself, to know your business and to know what those milestones look like. And um you know, and until you, until you kind of hit those points, until you, until you know yourself and know where you want to go, you're not going to get there. So, um, so that I think that's a wrap for this week. Uh, next week we're going to be talking, um, as well as the others um, earlier in the week, uh, we're going to talk about the art of questioning. Um, so it's uh, questioning yourself. Still, yes. <laughs> The art of questioning your existence uh, and uh, yeah. not understanding where you are on this on the on the physical plane. No, uh, it's questioning skills, um, uh, ways to get into the head of um, your guests if you're on shows and stuff like that, uh, or if you're just trying to have a conversation, an interpersonal conversation with somebody else. So a lot of this will apply sp very specifically to podcasting, uh, but it can also apply to just having a, a conversation with a fellow human. Right. Yeah. So um, we appreciate you guys joining the conversation with us and we look forward to continuing it next week. Thanks, guys. Yep. Bye. Peace. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.